0: You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Live.
1: Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for August 1st, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, new Colorado College head coach, Chris Mayotte. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine-in, take-out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort In the center of the action, Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
2: All right, well welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be. This is College Hockey Southwest Live presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and behindthemask.com. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, where it's a balmy 108, and my co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York, very near the new USB. Is that right? USB or UBS Center?
1: Uh, that's UBS <laughs> Arena, and honestly, uh, I'm really not. A, I, if I was at work, I, I I'd be within ten minutes. Oh, okay, if I'm not at work, I am much further than.
2: But than 10 but you're minutes. still on the island. Let's just put it that way. You're still on yeah, the island.
1: I, I am still on the island. The arena is on the island. Um, it is probably uh when I was much younger, and you know I was. Uh, at the age where I could have played college hockey, I could probably throw a ball from 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 where the uh, Belmont racetrack is to Queens um, because that's how close to the border it is. Um, <laughs> nice. But it is in Nassau County. Uh, it is on Long Island. And one day the story of how palms were greased, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to get <laughs> – that building started or get that land designated for the Islanders new arena. Uh, But, um, you know, until that day, we'll never know all the details.
2: Well, Um, the the other details that everybody has been texting me about is, have you been to the beach this week? Everybody wants to know, Paul.
1: um, No, because, oh man, everybody's just let down. Well, I, have, I haven't had a choice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Normally, we go to uh, what we call the outer beach, where you're allowed to take your vehicles and set up a tent and a grill, etc. Um, my neighbor and I, we, we, we like to do that, uh, take the dogs with us, etc. Um, but about two weeks ago, an idiot in a drunken stupor, decided he was going to drive through all the bird nesting areas. And now they close it until the (laughs) birds reestablish their nests.
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, you know, um, as they say, dumb and dumber in the United States today. Yeah. Maybe in the world today. Um, Well, anyway, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. This is when we do our live reaction show. And tonight we're going to have a guest on, I believe – that uh, is going to give us all kinds of things to react to. Well, I was uh, going to say, otherwise you not otherwise,
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, there actually are things to react to.
2: Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna react to one thing right now before we bring our guest on here in about oh seven minutes or so. Even um, I
1: think he's already ready.
2: Yeah, Way I think go, he might coach. be we'll we'll bring them in here in just a minute, but uh, we have to talk right now about probably the biggest news. and uh, I told you off off uh, air. I said this is probably the biggest news in Arizona hockey since Austin Matthews went number one. Easy there, big boy. Easy. Yeah, well, let me tell you, it might be because Jake Levanovich is yeah. uh, it has committed yeah. to the University of North Dakota. Yeah, okay, now you and I have talked about how hard it is to get the University of North Dakota to even consider Arizona State as a competitive team to play, yeah, but okay. to take a player from Arizona on the university of North Dakota, congratulations, Jake Levanovich. That is an incredible, incredible honor. And right now I think we've got the coach, our special guest from Colorado college. We've got Chris may out with us, Chris. You got Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? Chris, can you hear me?
1: I can hear you. I don't know about the, the 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 or maybe the <laughs> headphones or screw. I don't know. Uh, we'll give him a second though. Yeah, he's absolutely with us because I can hear him in the back. Yeah, I can. Hear well, his, I can see. I can he see, he, his... he yeah, I can dry, see the I mic.
2: Know. I can see the mic light is on, so uh, we'll try one more time. Chris Mayotte, are you there with us?
1: No, I think he's muted himself. Okay, well we'll, we'll figure it out.
2: Absolutely. Well, anyway, as I was saying, that might be the biggest news of uh, in in Arizona. Can think about that, Paul. Like I just said, having a player go to the University of North Dakota on a scholarship from the state of Arizona is was unheard of just a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Okay. Let him get there first. <laughs> Let him get. Uh, there. Can he? Can, can he get? Can
2: he get there first before we start talking <laughs> like this? Holy smokes! Well, he's he's one of the few that I've ever heard of even giving a chance to go there.
1: Well, either way, can we wait till it till it happens? <laughs> yes, you, it, it's news that he committed verbally, but can we wait until he? gets to campus <laughs> oh
2: okay. okay we will we will uh, I, i'm just excited about it and congratulations jake anyway because yeah. that's a big deal to make a commitment um and you're coming off a clark cup championship in chicago and all kinds of good stuff happening so congratulations to that uh, you know a little over a week ago paul we had the uh nhl drafts and so many players got drafted and uh so many of them went on to uh the usa hockey camp for the summer showcase and uh, so many of them did very, very well yep. uh, for Team USA.
1: Yep. Oh, okay, That's well. It. That's it, just we should, yep. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm just concentrating on the coach. He says he can't hear us. So maybe we should take a break and try and figure that out.
2: Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have Terry do that while well, we do a quick break here and figure out uh, what the situation is uh, with Coach Mayotte. And uh, we'll be back in about, uh, oh, four minutes. How about that? Okay. Wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Thrilled
3: to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen faceoff. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
2: All right, and we're back. This is College Hockey Southwest Live presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and behind the maskcom Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale Arizona my co-host as always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island New York and let's give this a try again do we have the head coach from Colorado College Chris May out with us Chris can you hear me I see the light is lit up but I don't think Chris can hear me or we can't hear Chris one of the two
1: Yeah we're just going to have to uh, he's here so we know that <laughs>
2: well we'll we'll get it straightened out and get it going it's it's always a challenge sometimes when we uh, get started uh, on this of, but uh, it's the beauty of being live right absolutely and that's what we love about it though is being live because we have people that can interact when uh, when things go right so we'll continue to work and uh, and see if uh if coach can hear us and, and join us and uh, Chris when you can hear us uh, just give us a shout out and we'll be happy to bring you on and start talking some tiger hockey.
1: By the way, they, they had the uh, a, a pre-tournament game at the uh, Linka Gretzky Cup in uh, Czech Republic today. Right. And, um, uh, I'm trying to read their uh, their box score. <laughs> you having so a problem with
3: smokes.
1: that? <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, oh my I just uh, I I just I I, ha- I have to look at it three or four times because uh, it's it is completely different than a box score that we're used to seeing. Um, you, your boy Jake there did get an assist on the empty net goal scored by uh, Mike D'Angelo, who is verbally committed to Camp B. Uh, so there you, uh, there you go. There's a connection for you. Um, the World Junior Summer Showcase. Finished up this week uh, with the with 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 those games, so uh, they will be deciding. Uh, I'm sure that those games had a lot to do with deciding who will play in December at the at the World Junior Championships. Um, you know, and, and and we'll go from there. Um, it, it's it's kind of hard to get a feel just by looking at box scores or stats um, because you're not going to have all these guys playing uh, separately. And, you know, when they make those decisions, as, as, as the coach, you know, can tell you, uh, to, to try and blend what you saw when you have all the guys separated, except maybe the goalies. I mean, the goalies might be a different story, uh, but in terms of uh, uh, how to, you know, to blend what you see, uh, that'll be uh interesting uh, you know, on one team the goalies kind of split the time and on a on the other team uh, one goalie got the majority of the time and when I say majority I mean almost five to one in minutes played so uh that might be if you're one of the others if you're not one of those three goalies uh you might uh Think that uh, you're gonna have to wait till next year,
2: but we'll see what happens? <laughs> yeah. um, it's entirely possible, Co- Coach. May I do we have you? Uh, I know we're working on the connection. Uh, yeah, like, like
1: I said, he signed in and and and, and he hear something in the background, but um, you know maybe we should take another break and try to figure this out. Yeah, let's hold uh, I, on. I, this- I don't think I don't think the
2: sponsors mind. <laughs> <laughs> just hold on one second let's see if we can get them if you got something more to talk about let me see if I can get involved in this off air well, um,
1: I think that people need there's a, uh, a couple of stories that uh, have gone kind of under the radar I mean we're uh, I think that uh, at Robert Morris they have gotten some extended time to raise the money uh, which kind of makes oh, sense. hold on
2: one second, Paul. Let's see, coach, should we have you? Uh, coach, may I, can you hear us? Uh, I think
1: that's a problem. Uh,
2: yeah, we're I can see him on here, I just can't uh, make the right. connection to he can't hear us, or we can't hear him, or both, but we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, um. And, and we're still waiting of course for uh, Alaska Anchorage uh, who we knew all along had till the end of August uh, so I'm trying to lay low on asking the questions uh, in terms of talking to the people that we know uh, just because I don't want to uh, put anybody on the spot I mean eventually the question has to be asked um, I did not see how much extra time they gave Robert Morris, but that made sense because I, I, just, I, they were talking about playing this year, and I just don't see how that happens. So uh, that's one story for us to look out for. And there's another interesting story that we might get into in a week or so. Um, a player who petitioned the NCAA to become eligible for college hockey after he played in the OHL. Uh, When you combine that with the fact that it is very likely that the NCAA will be rewriting its entire constitution by the end of the 21-22 school year, Uh, everybody focuses on what happens with that in terms of college football and men's basketball and women's basketball to a certain extent, Um, but it'll obviously affect every NCAA sport. So uh, I think that's an even deeper under-the-radar story to keep in the back of people's heads. Um, uh, The gentleman's name is Austin Swankler, and he'll be playing at Bowling Green. He did play in the U.S.H.L., uh with waterloo and sioux falls before going to play for the erie otters so i i I think that that is a story that could see a major
2: change in college hockey yeah i think you're right i I mean Uh, coach mayor can you hear us yet Yes, I can hear you. Ah, there we awesome. go. Awesome. All right, the magic of uh, of uh, the podcasting world. Coach Mayad, Scott, and uh, Paul, with you. Appreciate your time. I know you're a very, very busy man, but thank you for making some time for us tonight.
0: No, I, uh, of course, I appreciate you guys thinking of me and having me on.
2: Okay, let's start right here. I, I told Paul. I said we got to have Coach Mayad on because he's got so many things going on in his program, but. Coach, you inherited a group of student-athletes, and I'm going to put a big highlight on the students. So first things first, tell us a little bit about the grade point average of the Colorado College uh, Tiger hockey team.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what an accomplishment. Uh, this past semester as a team, uh, our team GPA was 367 uh, and we had 23 guys with over a 3.5 GPA. And I think for, uh, for the history of their entire careers so far at Colorado College, we have one, uh, one of our players is under a 3.0. Um, and so when you think about, you know, the rigors of Division One athletics, uh, the NCHC, uh, our location and, and and our travel schedule, you know, compared to a lot of others, versus the you know the type of academic institution that Colorado College is, uh, it's an incredible accomplishment. Something that uh, obviously the staff before ours um, recruited some really great people and and great student athletes, uh, and and it's something that you know we're we're excited to build on.
2: Well, we're excited to have you in our coverage area. Last year was our first year, and unfortunately, you know, with the pandemic, there wasn't much that we could do face-to-face coverage-wise, but uh, we're thrilled to have not only you and Air Force and Denver along with Arizona State in our coverage area as we continue to grow. Um, you mentioned a little bit about those students, but you also have a pretty good recruiting class that that I just saw a paper coming in. So what's it been like for you getting your coaching staff and getting your feet under you there? And uh, we know you're uh, – your reputation for uh, recruiting that kind of preceded you, but tell us what it's been like since you uh, got the job there at uh, Colorado college.
0: It's been incredibly exciting. And I, I think, you know, people ask me all the time and, and I don't get much sleep, but it's, um, <laughs> it's simply because there's, there's so much that we think we can accomplish here. Um, and, and we're so excited to do it. And the groundwork has been laid and, and now it's just us putting in the hard work, uh, you know to get it done and and so uh you know the recruiting stuff it, it's it's exciting because we're finally able to show people uh, recruits and their families what Robeson arena is and what it's going to do to our campus and to our program you know the the unfortunate timing of of covid for for cc for cc is that you usually build the momentum as the building is being built um, and so you know you're able to walk recruits and families through as as the process is going and for us we simply weren't able to and you know it's just like when you send somebody a picture of a sunset or the mountains or whatever it is it you know, you, you're staring at this thing and you think it's absolutely gorgeous and it's beautiful. And then you take a picture and you look at it to send to people and you're like, well, that doesn't do any justice. <laughs> and That doesn't make any sense. And I'm not even going to send it now, you know. <laughs> uh, and and so we feel like kind of that's where we've been with with ropes. And, and, and it's so far along and it's so close to being completed. And you think about, well, we've only been able to walk people through there for the last, uh, for the last two months, you know, since, since June 1st. And so it's, uh, but the response has been incredible. Obviously, you know, I think you've seen a couple of the guys who have committed to our program recently, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and it and it's exciting because they see they see what it can be, and and they can envision themselves developing here and building something special here. Um, and so the you know our our recruiting class that we have coming in this fall, we have uh, two guys, Nate Schweitzer and and Brett Chorsky, who are who are coming in that the previous staff recruited, who we're really excited about, and we think they both bring you know dimensions that. Uh, they are special Nate's a, a modern day defenseman that can absolutely fly and he's a great skater and he can problem solve and everything that you expect in a, in a modern d to be able to you know get up ice in the offense but use his feet and his brain to defend and then brett is a is a smart big long forward six six who who thinks the game well and has a stick that can kind of make the plays along with what his brain is thinking so those are two guys that we're really excited about and then and then we've added five guys ourselves um our new staff and just guys that we've been tracking for a while and that we have history with that that we believe in. And the two things that we're really looking for that, that I believe are the building blocks of any program are, are your compete in your hockey sense. Um, you know, and, and one of my experiences with world junior this past year is, is really kind of reinforced to me what, what translates um and we can talk about speed and skating and where the game is going and everything like that but really when the game gets fast it's your ability to think it at a quick level um and your ability to win space and and get to the nets that that i think really matters when it's all said and done and so we we're really happy with who we've been able to add uh obviously you know we didn't want to um you know, we didn't want to go after and, and go after stuff that wasn't really there. So I think we used the transfer portal a little different than some other programs where we were more willing to, you know, we want guys that we could build with and grow with. Uh, Danny Waite, you know, is leaving after his freshman year at BC and joining us. So he has four years of eligibility left, and Noel Prokop has three years of eligibility left. And so those were guys that were more of a priority than bringing in a guy that has one or two years left. And then as we're getting our culture established – then they're leaving and we have to reestablish it with the next group. We wanted to be able to really grow and, and have a long-term uh, view in mind with, with putting this class together. We think we have guys that can help us in the short term, um, you know, with guys that we added, but at the end we wanted to make sure that that we're setting ourselves up to, to really build something special.
1: Coach, when, when you come in to a, 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 a program and, and basically – Everybody's starting from scratch. Um, As I look at the roster you have, uh, a a big chunk, I would say, probably in the 65% range uh, or so of your roster will be freshmen and sophomores. Does it make it easier, a transition, where guys are not locked in to what they've been doing for the last three years, say, or four years? uh to 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 start uh, fresh or is it helpful to have a little bit more of a veteran uh uh crew at least to 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 get guys uh, through the beginning and tell people what to expect
0: yeah it's a good question and and obviously for us we we think and we hope that uh you know the younger guys are are a benefit um and because it's not you know, it's it's not rewriting three years worth of of work, uh, and I think last year specifically, with it being a COVID year and it being, you know, all the challenges that went in with that in terms of practicing and shutdowns and how you did your video and how you did your meetings. Um, you know, I think there's an opportunity to for these guys to really feel like they're they're getting the first the. You know the college experience for the first time in terms of the detail and all the work that goes in. Um, you know what in the gym, the extra video, the extra ice, all the things that really, you know, COVID took away from a lot of guys last year. And so, you know, like you said, uh, we have 13. I guess if you add Danny Waite, we we'll have 14 sophomores this year. Um, and so it's a, it's a big number, and and I'm fortunate. Uh, because I went through the same exact experience at union is I was a freshman and I went in there and I won the starting job as a goalie. And then coach Sneddon took the UVM job and coach Lehman came in and you had the, you had to win the job all over again. And, for me, I think it was one of the best things for me. And so I, you know, I preach that to our guys, uh, is that it's a great opportunity. Um, and even if you felt like you had earned it last year, it's a really good opportunity to reset and reengage and recommit yourself to developing and making sure you're the best player you can be when you come back. And, uh, our big message, you know, unfortunately we're still not together. Uh, we'll, we'll be together here soon. And, you know, when we get it, we'll, We'll, we'll be in a, a gorgeous facility but it doesn't make sense it didn't bring, make sense to have guys come back and and not really have that in place yet so uh, we have a lot of work to do once we get together but one thing that we can do is is you know we can we can work hard this summer and, and come back to campus as the best conditioned team in the country um, you know whether whether we get that done or not um, is is yet to be seen but I think that's been our message and our goal this summer is, you know, if if we can come in and, in great shape and and we put the work in in the summer, you know, teams have to come play us at six thousand feet, and and if we can control that and we can be ready to go, I think we put ourselves in a good spot right off the bat to be find some success.
2: Okay, Coach, Chris, uh, you got one more, Paul.
1: Yeah, as you were a goalie uh, in your playing days, um, and and I don't know the the mix of of coaches who who have played goalie uh, in, in their playing day. Um, you've got some pretty good goaltenders coming back. Uh, does it give them a little extra, I don't want to say motivation, but kind of uh, a, a different uh, emphasis or a different uh, mindset when they actually have a, a, a head coach who was a goalie? Well,
0: another good question. And, and, and I'm not, not only it was I a goalie, but I ended up hiring Pete Menino, who was right. a goalie. Um, and so, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for us is that, that, you know, I think they probably find some, um, some comfort in that, that we, we understand the position, we can speak the same language. Um, you know, we understand what the, what they go through on a daily basis. Uh, but on the flip side, I think Peter and I both have a very high standard and expectation of what, what goalies do for teams and and what your role as a teammate, uh, is and not only on the ice and making saves, but in the locker room, um, you're setting the tone work ethic wise, uh, you know, you're the only guy that plays 60 minutes. And and so our challenge is, you know, do you want to be a starting goalie? Well, there's 60 plus of those in the country. Um, and, you know, that can't be enough. Your job is to find a way to be a number one. And a number one means that the guys follow you and that, you know, every time we go into a game, the guys believe that we're going to win because you're in net. Um, and whoever that is, I think, we, like right. you said, we have two very good goalies, and and I think competition is great, and, um,
2: and we're excited to see how it plays out. Okay, Chris, I got a two-parter for you, and they're, they're big ones. Uh, the first okay. one is uh, Robeson Arena. I, I went by there, I think, the last time and about four months ago uh, when I was making my world tour to see everything that was uh, 16 and up hockey. <laughs> but anyway, when I went by um, – Every time I go by there, I keep going like, wow, this is fantastic because it is right in the heart of campus. And I think about where you guys had to play at the Broadmoor, which is a beautiful facility as well, but it's not on campus. So tell us a little bit about the importance of Robeson being on campus for your students.
0: It, you know, it, it's funny you bring it up. I, I honestly think it's the most it's the biggest thing that's going to change with our program. And we obviously have a lot of things going on. Leslie Irvine, our, our athletic director, is fantastic. She played field hockey at Iowa. She was a head coach of field hockey at Stanford. You know, she understands what being a champion is about and how to chase it. Um, obviously, I'm very excited about our staff. You know, having Mark Stewart on board who has unbelievable uh experience and 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 career and and Pierre menino who has experience in this league and winning as a player and as a coach um and obviously what everything that goes with the brand new arena where it's gorgeous right it's 70 million dollars the locker room er, they have everything the single biggest thing in my opinion that is going to turn this program and and make it what it what everybody wants it to be and put, make us a national contender, what I believe on a regular basis is the location of the arena. Um, and because it it is going to change and we actually had a group of alumni through it today. And, and, and I said, you know, this arena has changed Colorado college forever because every single student that now comes to Colorado college has huge, big, big time athletics right at their doorstep. And you can walk across the street and be in what is the SEC of football. It's right there for you. Um, And then for our players, it's the development, right? And just there's no substitute for the amount of time you can put in. And with the proximity, the size of our campus, the proximity of the arena to campus, our freshmen and sophomores, will literally wake up and walk across the street to the arena.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw like, that. That's it's, incredible. And it's not
0: a big street. It's not a four lane. It's, know. A, you know, it's a, <laughs> it, it, and they walk across the street to the arena. And so you pair that with the fact that we take one class at a time and it starts, your class every day starts at 9 a.m. And you think about what you can do before class even starts, the amount of work that you can get done before class even starts. Then you go to class, you're done by noon, and then the amount of time you can put in after that. And, you know, in your, uh, at most on campus, a seven minute walk. And that's probably if you're at the farthest point of campus to the arena versus having to drive to world arena and <laughs> 20 minutes each way, each day over four years ends up being a lot of missed opportunity, right? Um,
2: Boy, like- so
0: it, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's incredibly, it, it's game changing. And now people see CC is this incredible development model. Um, where you can get the big time education, you know, in, in terms of schools that offer scholarships, I have to think we're top three, you know, educations in the, in the country on a hockey side. Um, and then you compare the, the amount of time that you can spend, you know, perfecting your craft and working as a hockey player. It really, it, it, it we offer everything in, in that way, I believe.
2: Okay. Part two to that is uh, Paul and I have talked about your schedule uh for about a month or so now uh maybe more uh but when we looked at it uh, you know you're getting into the uh, probably the greatest conference in all of college hockey and that's uh, that's saying something because where you came from at michigan was pretty darn good too but the nchc is, is pretty good so you know what lies ahead of you in november but how did you put together or what were your thoughts on your your preseason schedule and preparing your guys and yourself for for what's going to be a gauntlet when the nchc starts
0: yeah, and scheduling's important, um, you know, and especially in this league. And we, we've, we you know, fortunately, I, you know, I worked for, for Nate Lehman for five years, and and he is, um, you know, he does a ton of due diligence when it comes to putting together a schedule and how he does it and all the thought and preparation that he puts into planning it. Um, and, you know, for me, I didn't have the opportunity to do that with this schedule. I mean, we have games booked out through 24, 25 that – Uh, you know, were scheduled before I took the job. Um, And so things are kind of planned out, but I, I really like it. Uh, You know, you bring in St. Lawrence who, you know, they're, they're kind of in a, in a rebuild mode and and they're working on getting their program back to where it belongs. But at the same time, they won the ECAC, you know, playoffs last year. Um, So they're going to be a good opponent. And then we go to union and everybody knows what type of success that program has had under, under Rick Bennett. And, Um, you know, those are going to be two pinch yourself type of moments for me because my first, you know, career job, other than Cornell as a volunteer, my first paid assistant job was at St. Lawrence and I'm a union college alum. So the fact that, you know, those just happen to be the first two, two regular season games that I get to, uh, that I get to coach in as a head coach is kind of, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it'll be something that I, that I really enjoy and, and I'm really excited about. Uh, and then. You know, Air Force has a they're they're a tough program. Uh, you know, Frank does a great job of of bringing in guys that that fit what they do, and, and Air Force itself w- weeds a lot of guys out. So you know you're going to get a hard opponent. You know they're going to be mentally tough. You know they're going to be detailed. You know you know they're going to be in great shape. All of those things, and and so they're they're a tough opponent in that way. Um, and then you know we go to Arizona or we have Arizona State at home in in December. Uh, and then our trip to Boston uh, with BC and and uh, Northeastern, and and I really like the schedule. I think it gives you uh, a good mix of of, of different opponents, uh, different leagues, and and that's what we're trying to do. But the the scheduling is important because you and you look at teams that do it very differently. Um, you know, in terms of the difficulty that they schedule in their non conference. But for us, it's important that you schedule games that that you believe are 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 very winnable games in the non-conference because, you know, one, you have to be prepared and you have to have tough enough opponents that you're prepared for the NCHC and what that's going to do um, and be prepared to play at that level and at that speed and that competitiveness. But at the same time, uh, you know, you want to be able, you want to really work to to come out of your non-conference schedule seven and three. Uh, and, and I think the, the blueprint has been that if you're able to do that and you go 500 in the, in NCHC, those teams are making the tournament just because of, you know, if you win half your games in the NCHC, all of those are quality wins, and and what that does to your pairwise. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to to kind of do it. I think there's a there's a winning formula out there in terms of making the NCAA tournament and setting yourself up for the pairwise, um, and that's stuff that we're going to continue to evaluate as we kind of uh, go through this process.
1: Okay, so coach, when when we look at your at uh, your coaching tree, so to speak. Um, you, you, you've coached under Mel Pearson. You've coached under Nate Lehman. Um, and you've had a chance to work for uh, Greg Carville, all guys that, you, you know, are, are top dogs in the coaching profession. Uh, as you took the job here at Colorado College, you uh, they can only tell you so much. These, the, the, I like to – was there something – was there anything that that you have had to deal with um, in your first couple of months here or first whatever it is, May, May that you uh, uh, got the job? Um, has something been – like oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Or, uh, hey, coach, whichever one you talk to, uh, where does this come from? Was there anything that has surprised you? so far in these first few months?
0: Yeah, I, I think the two things, you know, that stand out are, are the things that obviously aren't coaching or recruiting related. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing that happens is you come in and, you know, as – for myself, I've been thinking about this opportunity for a long time, and and you go to different spots and you pull things that you like, don't like, uh, how you would do it, how you wouldn't do it, things like that, and then you you build these things up that you think are incredibly valuable uh, to have a successful program, and then. Uh, you know, and then you go to some place, and maybe they haven't—it hasn't been done that way before. They haven't yet had the opportunity to do it that way before, and so all of a sudden you had this perfect plan in place, and and then it's just working to get get the program there. And for us, it isn't anything big, but summer school and and having guys on campus in the summer hasn't really been, um, you know, a staple for this program. And and I think a lot of that is because of World Arena. And so, you know, with ropes and coming online and with the, where we have our, you know, our own weight room in there, we have our own kitchen. We have obviously the, the video room and, and the ice sheet. Um, you know, I'm a huge believer in, in guys getting work in, in the summer and being together and building that culture uh, in, in the weight room. Um, I think I don't know that there's a better place to, to build to build culture and to build toughness than, than in the weight room. And so I'm a firm believer of being together in there. Uh, And so that's just stuff that we have to work through and put the process or the policy in place at CC that, that makes it work for everybody. um, And that makes that a a possibility. And, and, you know, I had, it's not like I've had uh, trouble doing it. It's just that it's new. So, you know, right. working through that and putting that in a place and then the alumni stuff and, and, and gathering support and, and making sure that everybody's on the same page and putting together different events and, and getting to know all of the alum. Um, you know, the, this is obviously their program. And, and one of the things that, that I've been really conscious of with moving into Robeson is, you know, moving forward, anyone who plays at CC, that's all they're going to know. Uh, but there's so much that happened before Robeson and and there's so much history and there's so many great people and players um, that have been here before them that made this possible. And so making sure that we reconnect everybody together in that way. Um, But that's been a lot of fun and and everything has been fun. And I think that's when, when we first, you know, at the very beginning of this, what what I was talking about, uh, how I don't sleep because there's so much opportunity in everything, not just in the team that we put on the ice, um, it really is, there's this whole, it's almost like a blank canvas of, of ability to build a program because of what Robeson is doing to, to bringing it on campus. So it's, um, you know, it's that stuff, but it's, it's all, it's all fun. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know a lot of the alumni and, uh, and working with the, you know, the staff and the, and the faculty and, and getting everybody on the same page on what, what it's going to take to make, uh, CC uh you know a championship quality program
2: okay so so my my question to you and this uh, varies just a little bit from from the topic we were on but you've seen a lot of success recruiting I can just hear through your voice right now coach if I was about 30 years younger I'll sign up with you okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to go and 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 I'm a bulldog alum from UMD so (laughs) so I'm impressed already but you had a chance to recruit and see some of the, the players and we talk about the guys at Michigan now that may all be coming back uh, after the NHL draft to, to play at Michigan and um, without giving away your trade secret. What is it? What, what is it about recruiting that that allows you to bring in top caliber players and more importantly, how do you turn those players into NHL prospects and players?
0: I think the, I think the first and foremost is just trust and honesty and building that relationship. And, and I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that say that, um, but, you know, sometimes you get so caught up in, in wanting to land the recruit and wanting to do stuff that, that you're willing to compromise certain things and, and it just never works out. And, and, you know, I'm very lucky that, um, that I've worked with great people and for great people that I believed in. Um, and so for me, I was never selling. Um, it was all just educating and, and telling people, you know, what we believed in, why we believed in them, uh, what we thought the experience was going to be like and, and not, you know, not selling something that wasn't a reality. Um, because I, if you, if you tell somebody everything they want to hear just to get them on campus, if it's not the case, the day they step on campus, they're not happy. And does that make any sense? And is that how you build a winning culture and a winning program? And I, I just, you know, I, I just don't believe in that. And so, like I said, I've been fortunate that I've worked with some of the great coaches in the game, you know, including Mike Schaefer. And, and I obviously didn't get to recruit for him because I was a volunteer. But uh, I've been fortunate that when I when we could talk to families and talk to recruits, you know, we, we, we tell them why we believe in them and what it is that we believe they can accomplish and, um, and how we can help them do it. Uh, and, and again, I've been able to just kind of educate them on, on how we go about things and developing players and, and culture and, and, and winning and, and what it means. And, um and it, and so it's, it, you want to set everybody up, for success I think and and again I'm fortunate again to to be at CC where I I tell families all the time I I get nervous because I don't want to over I don't want to come across like like and tell you something that you're going to come to CC and you're not going to see and so we say hey yeah it's it's a good location there's mountains there and yeah it's it's a great rink and you know we have everything we need and the school is a great education but you don't you know, I'm so excited about it that I think they can just tell how excited I am about what we have to offer, that they feel it as well. Um, and it translates. Uh, and I think I've been, again, I, I got lucky in the in the two assistants that I can hire that they're both very humble. They're both genuine people. Um, and they have a history of being successful. And, and I think that you know, when when you go with the right values into the recruiting process, you attract the right people. Um, and that's what leads to, to ultimate success for for the individual and for the team. And, and you talk about the Michigan guys and it really is, you know, I I know the NHL scouts probably all got upset with me because they <laughs> would all call and they would all want, you know, they would all want me to tell them why not to draft one of the guys. Right. They wanted an e- they wanted an easy way out right? They wanted to say, oh, we didn't take this guy because Mayotte told me X, Y, and Z. Uh, and I couldn't, you know, and, and because they're, you know, Maddie, Kent, and obviously I didn't coach Luke, but Maddie, Kent, and Owen, every single day you see them in the rink and they have a smile on their face and they're driven and they want to be coached and they, they're they great teammates and and they want to watch extra video and they want to get the extra ice time and they want to do all these things. And then, you know, they take care of their academics and, 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 and it's just like and so I finally I said, listen, whatever you think their ceiling is, you're right, you know, and, <laughs> and just take it. And now you just have to say what matters most to your organization, um, because they I truly believe that all three of the guys I coach will reach their ceilings and their ceilings are special. Um and that's how you end up going in the top five. Right. It's more than just what sure. you do on the ice. Um, it's so much more about who you are and and what people believe you will be long term and and what you can do for their organization and, and all of those things. And, you know, all of those guys. And obviously, you know, Luke, I, I give a ton of credit to because, um, you know, his brothers went before him and, and they you know, those are big shoes and, and he handled it incredibly well he's a he's a great kid he's outgoing um he's a really good teammate and and obviously incredibly talented and uh and then Samuel like it's crazy that mackie Samuskevich is is almost an afterthought <laughs> and he went 24th I overall i know you know it's crazy and it, it is and 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 you look at you know mackie's growth and and what he's done and you know he went to i remember watching him at 40 man camp when he was at ntdp camp and You know and he struggled at that thing um but you talk to him and and you talk to the people around him at chicago and they just talk about his work ethic and his approach and his desire to get better every day and um but they can do it with a smile on their face and they have a chip on their shoulder but it doesn't make them angry and you know it's um yeah it's it's an incredible class and and i think one of the things that that is is the best part is is who they are as 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 people and and it it honestly it makes this job the best in the world um because you start to get these get to know these kids and these families at 15 16 and then you watch them go first overall and second overall and be first rounders and then you watch them go to world junior and you watch them win gold medals and you you just see you know i don't know i i don't have kids yet hopefully soon but i (laughs) you know i can't it you're just so proud
1: of them you know Uh, i i I, I totally understand which, which, where you're coming from, um, not at that level, but I, I, I do understand uh, the, the fact that, uh, you know, you want kids as a coach that make you proud and make you, uh, you know, happy that uh, they become the good people that they are. Um, and that really is the most important thing. It is. It, it um, you know, it, and it goes – it's, yeah, it, yeah. I know. There, listen, there really wasn't a question there. <laughs> <I understand>. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, true. I'm it's just, true. You know, it's yeah. just. Um, uh, here's a question though for you, because um, you're now kind of in a different section of the country, uh, and I know recruiting is nationwide and worldwide, but now that you're not in the Midwest or the East Coast, does it change a little bit? Uh, what to focus on and and maybe specific areas or 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 that or does that not matter now?
0: No, of course it does. Um, and I think, you know, for me the hard part once I got the job was was with the staff. And because you know, when you're thinking about putting a staff together, and like I said, I've been thinking about being a head coach for for a long time now you know, I I envisioned it being at Union or Providence or St. Lawrence or somewhere out there. And so most of my connections and the people that I, that I envisioned being a part of the staff um, made a lot of sense at at all of those places. Um, And then all of a sudden, you know, you get the job out here and you start to think about, all right, what's our recruiting blueprint? What's the priority? Where do we need to be? Where do we need to be good? And what does that look like, and and how do we build a staff that reflects that? Um, so that you know, there's always going to be growth with a new staff, and and we're we're excited for that opportunity. Um, but at the same time, you 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 need to have some ability to be successful early and and to kind of build momentum. And and so that was that was that was tough for me uh, because I I have great relationships with a lot of great coaches that I for a long time thought i'd be working with one day and uh and you know the it kind of went down a different path uh with a couple guys and and i think the biggest one was was once stewie uh became once it became clear to me that mark stewart was was too good to pass up uh you know it kind of flipped things a little bit um because he was somebody that i valued having here in terms of who he is what i think he is as a coach what he's going to be as a coach, what he, what values he brings to our program, you know, and not just being an alum. Um, that, that's great, but that in, in reality, in, in terms of why you hire somebody that doesn't hold much weight for me. Um, you know, but just his experience in in being a captain of the U S world junior team, being a college Mm -hmm. captain, his long NHL career, wearing a letter for a long time there. Um, and then you know, so then you think, okay, I'm going to hire this guy, and he doesn't have recruiting experience. Um, and then you're like, okay, so, and I've never really recruited in some of the places that I think we need to be really successful in. Uh, so then, how do we round that out to make sure that we we can hit the ground running? And and so it was it was tough for me. I again some sleepless nights in in terms of going through the staff, and and we had some great options and guys that uh, do an unbelievable job. And um, but the the recruiting out here is is important in the ability to be good in Minnesota, be good in Colorado. Obviously, California is, you know, the fifth biggest producer of college hockey players. Arizona is obviously taking a step in terms of production. Texas is taking a step. Uh, and in Western Canada, and, and our ability to be good in Alberta and British Columbia is, I think, you know, is important. And, and it, it's not just those areas, um, right? You know, it, recruiting, like you said, is is worldwide with Sweden and Finland and Czech and uh, and even Russia, and it, it's worldwide. And and you can use your network and your connections to go certain places and and find maybe one offs. Um, but we have to know our backyard and our footprint, you know, like the back of our hand. And and so the majority of our time is going to be spent here in the West and uh, where we can really get to know the kids, really get to know the families, you know, get, a, get as many evaluations as the NCAA will allow us and, um, and really have a presence. But um, so, yeah, it, it, it certainly is different. Uh, and I think you're always trying to find, ways to um to build connections and 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 we have to certainly do that out here and and i think leon and and rj and and have did a did a good job of kind of rebuilding in minnesota we have some good players committed from minnesota um and so we just have to continue that and then and then grow obviously on top of it
1: uh to follow up on that uh just because uh it's what goes through my head all the time um when you hired uh Chris Menino, uh, does he take Peter, a little Peter, bit, uh, Peter Menino, I'm sorry yeah. does he take a little bit of a ribbing being from that other place you know what uh, <laughs> he he
0: does um, and he, he certainly does but i think you know stewie's a good balance right um, yeah sure so in <laughs> St- stewie's bigger so um, so so we we're, we're good um, a lot of people yes he yes he is uh, but i think you know it, it, what I valued is obviously he's won a championship out here as a player, um, yeah. and and you know and he's recruited to this league and you know he's had success as a, you know won a championship in the USHL when he was with Chicago Steel and um, and one of the things is you know you kind of ask like hey your recruiting style and secrets or how you do it um, quite honestly Peter was one of the guys that when I would go up against you know, we, we did it a lot of the same way. And, and so uh, and it was very relational based and it was about, you know, connecting and, and doing those things. Um, and so I knew, you know, that him and I kind of fit each other in terms of how we think recruiting should go and what we value in it and uh, how to build rosters. And just because we had been, even though we really only recruited against each other for two years, we had been, we'd gone head to head quite honestly, a lot. Uh, so I, I had some, uh, I had some familiarity with, with that and, and trusted kind of how he saw players, how he recruited them. Um, and, and he certainly does, but winning, winning is, is, is important. And I think, uh, people want to be, you know, we want to attract winners and we want to show people how it's, how to do it. Uh, and so his, his experience, although it was at that other school, uh, you know, it's, uh, our guys will learn a lot from them. That's for sure.
2: Okay, coach. Uh, I know we kept you longer than I promised, but uh, the two final ones for me. The first one's easy. The one, the other one you're probably going to have a real good time uh, talking about, but uh, anybody on that schedule for sure yet for the exhibition that you can talk about, or are we still trying to place that one out there as far as who the competition is?
0: So we're, uh, you know, it came out that we can't do the the NC or the college university or the Canadian universities, um, so we have a uh, a Division One team in place. We're just waiting for the NCAA to sign the waiver that we can play a Division One opponent for exhibition.
2: Very good. And the second part of that is uh, your director of hockey operations. You just hired. I know how important those are to head coaches. So talk a little bit about Chris and what he's going to bring uh, to CC.
0: Well, the first thing is that he's way smarter than me, so that was um, so that was something that that I really valued. Uh, in you know, and he's been he's been at uh, he was at Penn State. He's been in in the American League. Uh, his ability with video and and you know what we're trying to accomplish and his ability to break things down and and present and do all those things is is really really high end. Um, but he does, he, he has the desire to do so much more. Uh, You know, I think he's really has an innovative mind in terms of uh, what he wants to turn the kind of the role into. Uh, I think he kind of sees it as a, as a business um, operations type of thing. Uh, And, and I think that's something that's important for us as, as we move forward and, and try to, you know, manage the travel and manage different things that we want to accomplish and and add certain things to the program. Uh, I think he brings a a lot to the table in that way. Uh, and then his ability, you know, to, to connect, he's, he's a, he's a young guy, he's energetic, he's passionate. Uh, and like I said, he's, he's really smart. So I think he's going to be a great resource for our guys and, and for our staff. And, and I, I trust, you know, I trust everything with him. I think him and I, have a lot of conversations about what we, what, what our program has, uh, what we want to add, how to go about it. um, And, you know, and putting together the alumni events and and everything like that. So he's, you know, it's a huge role. um, And, and he's really excited about uh, about what he can make of the role. And and I am with him as well. I, I think he has a good vision of, of what we can do and what we can accomplish and, Um, And we've, you know, we've already started to to put some things in place that, that are exciting that I think will benefit our program for a long time
2: coach we appreciate your time as always um you're gonna see a lot of me i'm gonna try to be out there as much as i can to see that new now, building coach, including <laughs> now <laughs> including it, that it, opening night tell tell jerry that he's just gonna i'm gonna keep prodding him until i'm in the door <laughs> honestly yeah but, it's
0: um it's gonna be special it, it really is the atmosphere is uh is gonna be electric in there it's uh i think it's gonna be a top five venue in the country with the way it's constructed and the way everything's set up. Um, You know, the downside of it is the the demand is high and the supply um, is uh, is somewhat limited. And and so but we think it's going to make for an exciting venue.
1: Hey, that's business 101, right? (laughs) That's the
2: one. Okay, so I have to ask one final question in regards to the building is every time I see pictures, it seems like. The, uh, the lower bowl is like right on top of you. It's pretty vertical. Is, is that true or is that just the vision that I'm seeing from? It's, does it look like everybody's right there? It is as steep
0: as it's allowed by code all the way around. <laughs> and so uh, nice. it, it really is. It, it feels almost like you're playing in a – like you're in a football stadium because it just – it goes straight up. Um, and so it's – the way most new buildings do their student section, we've done the entire building and so the you know the how loud how on top how steep uh the student section usually feels at certain buildings is is how our entire building feels and then you know the club level up top just puts a grand effect on on it all uh but it 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 it's going to get loud you you walk through there even when it's empty and and there's an energy that you can feel that uh is really exciting
2: all right chris we appreciate your time and enjoy some some sleep some point (laughs) it's gonna get rougher i think with the season getting started and all the stuff you gotta go so get a little sleep now before the season starts and uh you'll see me a lot we uh we love having you on you're welcome anytime and our sunday night show is designed for reactions so don't mind if uh if i prod you to try to come on after a big cc win okay Oh, no,
0: of course. I, I appreciate <laughs> you guys having me. Um, and any time, just just let me know, and I'll, I'll come join you guys.
2: Thanks, All right, well, that's Chris Mayotte, the uh, new head coach at Colorado College. I can't call him new anymore, Paul, because he's been there for a little while, and you can see the roster that he's putting together and the schedule that's out there. So we appreciate Chris taking time to come on and, uh, and chat with us tonight. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Paul and I will be back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live in about two minutes. <laughs>
3: The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen faceoff. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
0: You're listening to college hockey Southwest
2: live. All right. Welcome back in hockey fans. This is college hockey Southwest live presented by our friends at behind the mask and behind the mask.com. Scott's Randy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on beautiful long Island, New York, Paul, uh, we're long again, but, always. uh, uh, I have to, uh, do the normal drill. Uh, I well, heard a listen. lot of things from coach Mayotte. What did you hear? Well,
1: it, it- it is coming together quite nicely. The synergy and, you know, young coach in his mid thirties, uh, taking over a historic program, um, with the background that he has, uh, opening up a new building. Um, and just, you know, you can hear the excitement in his voice. Um, and, you know, he's ready to go. I'm sure he is. Uh, I'm sure his players are ready to go, uh, and I'm at least from a from a mental standpoint. You know, I'm I'm sure they're in the middle of their conditioning and so forth and so on. But I'm sure they're biting at the bit. You get to open up a brand new building, uh, you know. You're reconnecting the the program with its roots and so forth and so on. And and you know, you can like I said, you can just hear the excitement uh, in his voice and. You know, he's had a chance to breathe and relax a little bit uh, and get comfortable being there. Just not and, sleep yet. He said. Yeah, had- sleep. Well, <laughs> listen, he's in his mid 30s. Sleep. He's he got plenty of time to sleep when he's in his 50s and 60s and so forth and so on. So he's. Oh, speak he's, for yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, you know, I'm just saying that, uh, um, you know, he's in his mid because I didn't sleep much in my mid 30s either. So.
2: <laughs> Weren't you Not still for in the college same reasons, then? Though. Not for the same reasons. <laughs> Weren't you still in college then? Your mid thirties?
1: um Yeah, I was, or at least I think I was,
2: uh, I, or I was trying to get
1: back in and stay. They wouldn't let me stay.
2: Uh, I love it. Okay, so uh, let me quickly tell you what I thought of the coach. And uh, number one, I, I wasn't kidding when I said uh, if I was a little younger, I'm ready to go to Colorado College because that's what you want in a coach, right? Upbeat, energetic, uh, tells you the truth. Uh, he hit it right on the head when I asked him about recruiting players. Um, if you tell them and promise them everything and then you don't deliver, they're done. They're they're done with you. Um, and he, he believes firmly in telling them honestly what, what they can expect to get when they get on campus and then overachieving off of that. Maybe they earn more playing time. Maybe they earn – this or they earn that so uh i think his recruiting is going to be no problem like it like we thought yeah <laughs> it would ever well, be a problem with well, who he's recruited
1: well also in the you know you start doing that and the word surround is hey don't believe whatever this guy tells you oh
2: yeah it's a death sentence yeah you don't wanna, you
1: don't want to get that kind of reputation
2: No, no, absolutely. absolutely. And and secondly is I think he's completely embraced the environment. I mean, a lot of people told us and told me that, oh, man, Colorado College, that's a tough place. That's a tough place to go because your students got to be so good and the kids got to adjust to one class. And, um, you know, that building was at Broadmoor, and now they're going to their new building and, you know, they got Air Force across the road, the highway interstate. Uh, they got Denver just up the road. They're playing in the ends. You can find all the excuses in the world. I didn't hear one excuse from Chris Mayot. All I heard was, uh, Colorado college is the place for you. If you want to do this, this, and this. And, uh, the fact that his students, his student athletes can walk literally across a little, a little street. Trust me, I've been on it. It's a very <laughs> little street into the arena instead of having to figure out the drive, uh, through Colorado Springs and down the interstate to the Broadmoor um, and it's their home it's like that's where they're gonna be I bet players are are in there eating and studying and working out and doing all that stuff all the time because they don't need to share that ice with anybody
1: well I, I'm sure whoever's local at this point they you know I don't know if everybody uh, is is there uh, and he said that you know players are kind of on their own a little bit right now but they do have some local players you know a bunch of Colorado players on uh on the roster so I'm sure those guys have been just drinking it up and and, and taking it all in especially since they're uh, on the older end of the roster and I'm sure that those guys have
2: basically moved in there yeah and I'm going to tell you if uh if you want to play college hockey somewhere, there's nothing wrong with playing at Colorado college. Just make sure you bring the grade point average because, um, he's like a lot of coaches right now, but, uh, at Colorado college there, there's some, some heavy academics on your plate and you better be prepared for it. And you better be prepared to work and, and play hard too, because there that schedule we already talked about. That's not an easy schedule all the way through to start to finish. But, um, I just can't wait till you let me give my magic number for for uh, Colorado oh, College because it's, it's, it's gonna be so much one. fun. <laughs> it's one because it's the
1: same thing for every team. It's one, whatever the next game is. And by the way, three point six GPA—that's funny.
2: <laughs> because
1: that's well, like, somebody have to add mine up to get to th- that. That's what I was going to say. Somebody
2: told me they had to add yours up over a couple of years to get to at that. Least, at least a couple of years. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'll throw this out there. That uh, TBA exhibition game that uh, we couldn't get a name out of them is coming up on October 2nd. Um, St. Lawrence comes to town for their first official games on the 8th and 9th of October. And uh, I am certainly looking forward to being in Robeson Arena and seeing this new new vibe that is Colorado college hockey. Um, well, he did say it's a D1 team, so we know it's not Lindenwood. We know it's not who? Lindenwood. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, <laughs> uh Okay, so that's everything that, uh, right. that is uh, – man, he was worth the wait, 100% oh, yeah. worth the wait, Absolutely. and he's welcome anytime. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank, personally, Jerry Cross, the uh, SID up at Colorado College for his hard work and getting Coach on. I know it's been difficult because it's summertime and things are going on, and I also want to thank Coach for hanging in there as yep. he got through the technical difficulties, and now hopefully he's a, he's a regular because uh, this show is designed to talk about uh, big weekend wins, and I'm sure there's going to be a few. For Colorado College.
1: Yep, absolutely.
2: All right, take it away, my friend.
1: Behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest live on the ice. Time HockeySW.com Network, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, and now available at a new spot at all Allegiant Stadium events like the one going on right now in the Gold Cup final between the U.S. and Mexico by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Boost Mobile, bring your current phone to any location, and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the SW.com network.
2: Very well done, my friend, and we'll say a big thank you again to everybody at Colorado College and certainly uh, Head Coach Chris Mayotte for spending some time with us. On a Sunday night, talking college hockey. Colorado College Tiger Hockey. How about that? Uh, Tomorrow night, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, followed by uh, Tuesday night, Paul and I will be back with you for College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And Wednesday night, it's a uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly where we're actually talking women's ACHA D1 hockey with the head coach from Arizona State, Lindsay Ellis, for Wednesday. The surprises for Monday and Tuesday will be on the board tomorrow. Uh, if you haven't been to our uh, Twitter accounts, get there—five uh, of them—and uh, follow us, retweet us, and uh, we want to give away some prizes. But we got to get to ten thousand followers first, so help us out. Anything else from you?
1: No, we're good. It's just it's you know, been, once again we've hit August and wondering what we were going to talk about. And
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, we, we got guests online all the way through because we got so many things to talk about with different people. But yep. that's for another day. All right. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night.